How's it going, everybody? It is Connor from 49ers Faithful Fan Podcast here. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time coming, but football season is slowly but surely coming around. It's right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. And the 49ers have had one of the, if not the most eventful free agency off-seasons um, and just overall off-seasons, I think, in the league. Um didn't add too many new pieces through free agency, but kept a lot of the same pieces that they were hoping to keep. Um, so basically, I'm just going to talk about the free agent acquisitions and basically who they brought back, as well as recapping their draft. And then that won't take a long time. And then after that, I'm going to get into the schedule because the schedule is unlike any other schedule in the NFL. If you are unaware, the NFL added one more game to the schedule so making it a total of 17 games 18 week schedule total including the bye week so it should be interesting and we're just gonna go through it all because the 49ers um, have a pretty pretty like pretty interesting schedule and they seem to travel the most out of anybody in the nfl this year which is always a hard thing to do but yeah without further ado we're gonna get into it so first, what I want to talk about is the free agents um, or just how the 49ers approach free agencies. The 49ers decided to bring back most of, if not basically, besides Richard Sherman, obviously, but Richard Sherman is still out there and a possible to return to the 49ers is still out in the, you know, up in the air. And Richard Sherman said himself that he would be, you know, glad to return to the 49ers, but it's all for the right price, in my opinion. In my personal opinion, I feel like Richard Sherman is a little too slow. I feel like he's a little too slow. Um, I feel like being a mentor, especially after drafting Ambry Thomas in the third round, which I'll get into in a little bit, um, after drafting a corner in the third round, bringing back Jason Verrett, bringing back uh, Kwan Williams and all that stuff, I feel like Richard Sherman wouldn't really necessarily – well, he would obviously get playing time because he's one of the best cornerbacks in our generation. But you have younger and more explosive talent with without him on the field. But that's a completely different situation. I'm getting off topic. So besides Richard Sherman, the 49ers were able to bring back Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Kwan Williams, Trent Williams on that massive deal, Kyle Juszczyk. Who else did they resign? They uh, resigned. Basically, uh, they resigned. Was it Jimmy Ward? I think they resigned Jimmy Ward. Um, they resigned basically everybody, like almost everybody. Uh, lost Kevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon was gone. Jarek McKinnon was an absolute waste of money, and the way that he left the organization was absolutely terrible. Uh, wish him nothing but the best, but. Just the way that he addressed it, just like, you know, the way that he went about the whole situation with the 49ers was just left a bad taste in every 49ers fan's mouth after, especially after how he performed on the team. Yeah, he did get a decent amount of touchdowns last year, but just the way that he went about it. And I can, and I understand that, you know, maybe the fans weren't the nicest, you know, some fans weren't the nicest, but it's because that he wasn't on the field. He was getting paid all that money. It's kind of the same thing with Jimmy, but not really. Um, but Jerick McKinnon not coming in. Uh, the 49ers 
running back room is now Raheem Mostert. They brought they bring in Wayne Gallman, but they ended up trading up to draft Trey Sermon, which is a really interesting pick in my opinion. Super excited to see how Trey Sermon does. And then uh, they also brought back Jeff Wilson Jr. They lost Kendrick Bourne in free agency to the New England Patriots, but they were able to bring back Mohamed Sanu. So Mohamed Sanu might, you know, fill in that, you know, role uh, that Kendrick Bourne left. And I'm trying to think of any other key free agents that they're able. Oh, they brought in Alex Mack because Weston Richburg is, there was no timetable on his return from, I think it was like a hip hip surgery, I think, or hip injury. I'm not sure. But uh, Weston Richburg is, has like no timetable to return. So the 49ers decided to bring in Alex Mack. Uh, they bring in Maurice Hurst and then they bring in Samson Abukum to go opposite of Nick Bosa because once again, D Ford's health is up in the air, similar to Weston Richburg, no timetable for his return with that, you know, that back injury. So, but the 49ers are actually, I'm pretty sure they're expecting him to come back this year, D Ford, but able to have someone like Sam's, uh, Samson Abukum, someone who's younger, more explosive, in my opinion, than D Ford. Opposite of a healthy Nick Bosa, it'll be a really, really, really nice thing to see. And they, oh, they also brought back DJ Jones. They brought back a lot of the key pieces to this team and people that are pivotal to this team's success, in my opinion, might, might not be like the big name guys such as Kwan Williams, who I believe is the best, you know, nickel corner in all football or like Jason Verrett, who had an outstanding season last year, someone who I believe could be a pro bowl type corner when he's healthy, which he's already shown in his rookie season, but it, it should be really interesting to see. So uh, that's going to be all of the free agent, you know, the the talk about the free agency. I feel, I feel like the 49ers had no other option but to approach it the way that they approached it because if you think about it like this, your team was in the Super Bowl the year before, and this season half your team is injured. And you have an opportunity to, well, at this point, they didn't trade up to number three yet, but you're thinking about making a franchise-changing decision because they said they're start, they were trying to get it. They are trying to get that trade done since, like, February. So, like, that's around the Super Bowl or, like, after the Super Bowl. So they've been thinking about it since free agency started, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but – the way that they approached it was the, I believe, the only way to approach it. And then, and right now, the 49ers rank in the top ten in leftover cap space, which is amazing. Um, but the, I feel like the 49ers absolutely crushed free agency. Didn't add too many, you know, new faces, but kept the kept the old faces around that you know are going to get the job done. So good, good on John Lynch. Good on Kyle Shanahan. Good on the organization. Good on the front office. But now we're going to get into the 2021 NFL Draft. So, once again, if you're living under a rock, the 49ers made a blockbuster trade with the Miami Dolphins before uh, about like a month or two before the draft to acquire the number three overall pick, moving from 12 to number three. They ended up trading 
this year's first and two other future first round picks. And I believe a third round pick for the third overall pick. So the 49ers have no first round picks unless they make another blockbuster trade, which with this current roster, if they, I feel like they just need to keep them, but I don't see the 49ers like, hopefully they're not going to be needing those draft picks, but you know, giving up that much draft capital is a, a franchise changing decision. Like I said, so the 49ers, are going to do that. Uh, are going to do that. They did do that. Um, and the set from the second they, you know, traded up for number three, it was just constantly. Oh, it's it's Mac Jones. It has to be Mac Jones. It makes too much sense. They traded for him right like right after his pro day. They saw his. They went to his pro day. They liked what he. You know, Shanahan and Lynch liked what they saw. You know, he's. Kyle Shanahan likes like pocket passes, like Kirk Cousins and all that type of stuff. It's like to, it's it's like a match made in heaven. I personally never bought it. It's only natural for you to get kind of nervous about it. I, I definitely got nervous about it because you know there's always a possible scenario that oh my god, like what if they do draft him? Like we're screwed. Like you know what I mean? Especially in this quarterback class when you have people with such high ceilings such as Justin Fields and Trey Lance Trey Lance in my opinion with the highest ceiling out of all of them because of his age and his just natural you know athleticism and his arm when you have players with much higher ceilings than Mac Jones but lower floors because they didn't have you know the talent around them in Alabama didn't or compared to Trey Lance didn't have the experience, even though Mac Jones and Trey Lance did start the same amount of games. Just Mac Jones got to like see more reps because of you know him being at Alabama, playing behind Jalen and playing behind Tua. But when you have other quarterbacks, and especially when you see the way that the league is trending, obviously towards more athletic quarterbacks such as like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You see all these, you know, more athletic type of quarterbacks and you think to yourself, what, like, oh my God, like, what if we traded at like three years worth of first round picks to draft basically the only pocket passer that's going to go in the first round? Like, why would we do that? It's only natural as a fan to think that way, but personally besides that i don't think i don't see that frame of mind as believing it and i never believed it i always i thought that i thought from day one that if kyle shanahan got to draft his qb and he got a mobile quarterback in this offense this team would be unstoppable this offense at full health would be unstoppable and the 49ers did just that drafting north dakota state University quarterback Trey Lance, who is the biggest question mark, the biggest boom or bust prospect in the draft because of his lack of uh, experience in the FCS. Um, for those of you who are unaware, North Dakota State is also where former number two overall pick Carson Wentz went to, and you guys know how Carson Wentz's career has played out. He was an MVP candidate before he tore his ACL. And I feel like he'll get a fresh start on the Colts, but that's an that's a completely you know different conversation. But 
I feel like Trey Lance was the right pick because once again, I feel like he has the highest ceiling. He does have the lowest floor and there are some question marks, you know, around his experience and he's only 20 years old. Actually, he's only, he's 21 now. And it's crazy because at the time of him getting drafted, he was only 20 years old. And I looked to see when his birthday was his, I'm five years older than the guy, which is absolutely crazy. Like I work at a coffee shop and go to school. Like, this guy's in the NFL. That's absolutely crazy. But it's – I think they made the right decision. Obviously, a lot of people wanted Justin Fields. There's – I don't know how Justin Fields fell all the way to 11. Um, I thought for sure the Broncos would have snagged him, but apparently not with the Teddy Bridgewater situation and the Drew Locke situation. I guess they don't want to give up on him just yet. But um, it's – there must have been something going on with Justin Fields. I I doubt it's his like the thing with his epilepsy. I really highly doubt that. They were saying there's some character concerns about him. I'm not really sure, but um, I wish Justin Fields the best of luck um, in Chicago. I feel like that's a pretty good fit for him as long they have a great defense. Uh, they still have a pretty solid defense. They lost their top corner. Um. To De- I think he went to Denver. Did Kyle Fuller go to Denver? Let's see. Yep. He went to Denver. Is AJ Boye still in Denver too? Oh, the Panthers. He went to the Panthers? What? Um, But... Um, that team is definitely on the come up, but to be perfectly honest, whichever quarterback Mac Jones or not, that was going to get drafted. The 49ers was going to get drafted into the best situation that any rookie quarterback could have asked for. You're getting drafted to a roster or you're getting added to a roster that was just in the Super Bowl, uh, two years ago, a team that when fully healthy is a Super Bowl contender. And now a quarterback that ran the same almost the exact same offense in college and excelled and can, you know, extend plays with his legs, create plays with his legs, has an absolute cannon with an arm or cannon for an arm. Excuse me. Uh, The accuracy seems to be a big question mark about him, but you guys have seen with Josh Allen, Josh Allen's accuracy wasn't on point when he got into the NFL and last year, Josh Allen had a breakout year. So, you know, it takes time. That stuff takes time. That's why they drafted. I feel like Trey Lance was a smart pick because I understand the field, the need to play him right away. And I do think that he's going to be playing maybe closer. I feel like after the bye week, because the four, I will get into it in just a second. But uh, after the 49ers bye week, week six, um, going into week seven, I feel like that's a good gauge of what, where the team's at. And if Garoppolo is struggling, I feel like that's a place where Trey can, you know, step in. But, um, you know, the arm accuracy is something that they can fix, but um, just absolute cannon for an arm. Football IQ off the charts. Someone that – and just like a really, really good person. Everything I've seen about Trey Lance just shows that he's a really, really good person. I don't see any, you know, personal issues. Um, and I just think it was an overall really solid pick for the 49ers. And then the 49ers decided to get, you know, Trey some future protection uh, or Garoppolo some current protection. 
with uh, Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame in the second round. Really solid pick. Adds uh, another solid piece to the offensive line. The 49ers are quickly building one of the most stellar offensive lines in football. The Colts still have the best offensive line. um, No doubt about it. But definitely getting up into that top five area for sure. And then... They for, and then the 49ers decided to trade up in the third round, draft Trey Sermon, which I was shocked because we just signed Wayne Gallman not too long ago, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and then you add Trey Sermon, who's at that, you know, in the third round, he's expected to make the current roster. He's expected to make, like, the, the active roster. Um, so... It should be pretty interesting. I feel like that's a pretty, you know, that pick will be really interesting to watch. Same with Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas is a really interesting pick. Really good corner out of Michigan. I feel like adding another corner that early on is was a, a priority. And then basically just overall, I feel like I'm not going to get into all the other draft picks, but the 49ers had a really solid draft. I feel like um, it basically was – it was gonna be it was gonna be judged whether or not they hit or missed on the number three overall pick, and I think they hit right on the money on that one. So that's basically all I have to say about the draft. Um, and then we're gonna get into the schedule. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Um, so the schedule released on the twelfth, so it came out. Like almost two weeks ago, uh, we did know the home and away opponents for the season, but now we get to see like what days and like how it's going to stack up. So I have the schedule right here. And if you guys are in California and you guys are planning on going to any 49ers games, the 49ers did announce a little while ago or like kind of like a few days ago that the team is expected to be at or like the stadium is expected to be at full capacity this entire season. Get your vaccines. Make sure you're vaxxed up like me. Um, and you guys can go, um, but I do expect to go to at least one game this year, uh, especially since I'm saving up my money to go. I definitely want to go, but, um, yeah, full capacity this year, super excited. So let's go ahead and get into it. So the 49ers are going to start the, uh, start the year for their first two games on the road on the East coast or kind of like the Midwest for, uh, Detroit. So week one's against Detroit on um september 12th at 10 a.m 10 a.m so the 49ers start off with two 10 a.m games here on the west coast uh week one against detroit week two against philadelphia week one against detroit i see a win uh jared goff facing the 49ers defense he may be familiar with the 49ers defense but that offense is nowhere near as good as the rams offenses i'm sorry but jared goff i feel like is gonna struggle you never know he might prove prove us wrong um See how Pene Sewell does in his first NFL game against a, a top defensive line against the 49ers. But it should be really interesting to watch. But I don't see the Detroit Lions really being, I wouldn't say being able to compete because any given Sunday, but the 49ers should be the heavy favorites in that game. Week two against the Philadelphia Eagles should be an interesting one. The Eagles, uh, Jalen Hurts getting the keys to the car. Um, and. Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith going up against probably Jason Verrett or Emmanuel Mosley, whichever. Um, in Philadelphia, 
Um, it should be an interesting game, but once again, I feel like the 49ers are all around a better team. I can easily see the 49ers starting 2-0, but if the 49ers were to drop any of these games in the first two weeks, it would be against the Eagles. I do not see them dropping any games against the Detroit Lions. Um, week three, home opener on Sunday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. This is... I feel like because the 49ers and Seahawks are always a rivalry. I feel like it's a non-divisional rivalry. The Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers are just must-watch television, especially with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation right now. There hasn't really been much news about it as of, you know, after the draft, really. It's kind of quieted down. Um, Personally, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded. I think he'll play this game. Um, This game isn't nearly as, you know, enjoyable or watchable with Jordan Love. Um, or Blake Bortles as the quarterback. Um, you're going to be getting matchups like Jason Verrett on Devontae Adams, Fred Warner versus uh, Aaron Jones, Nick Bosa versus Aaron Rodgers. It's or not like you know like offense and defense, but um, in my perfect world. It'd be Trey Lance versus Aaron Rodgers, which would be absolutely insane, but it's most likely going to be Garoppolo versus um, Garoppolo versus Rodgers at that point. But awesome game. Um, I don't remember the last time they had a, a set, like a primetime. The 49ers do, I think, have five primetime games, which I'm pretty sure is the max. But um, I don't remember the last time they opened on Sunday Night Football. That's pretty nice. And then week four at home against Seattle. The 49ers haven't really played Seattle that early in the season, which is nice. So uh, against Seattle, uh, Seattle, the, the NFC West is the hardest division in football. Like I can literally see the 49ers splitting the series with every team. I feel like the the best odds of beating both games or like winning both games against a certain team in the division will be the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and that's who they play at week five. Uh, Seattle could go either way. I expect them to split it. Um, week five against Arizona um, in Arizona. Week four against the Seattle Seahawks will be at home. So the 49ers will uh, start the start the year on the road first two weeks and then two weeks at home and then on the road on Arizona before their bye on week six. But the reason why I think that the 49ers, if they were to beat um, – if they were to win two games against a division opponent, sweep the series this year against anyone in the division, it would be the Arizona Cardinals. And that's because I feel like this team is way too young. And to be personally, I don't really like Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Um, I feel like his decision makings at times are is pretty poor. And I feel like he struggled against the 49ers pretty heavily. Um struggled with them last year with their with the 49ers literally having a practice squad team able to pull out a win and when they were and and you can't say the game didn't mean anything because the Arizona Cardinals will were fighting for a playoff spot at that point so you can't say the game was meaningless but I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is just like I feel like this team is still trying to figure out what they're what they're doing I feel like they're still trying to figure out who they are. They have a lot of young, a uh, lot of young pieces. Excuse me. They have a lot of young pieces. And I, I saw like a video on DeAndre Hopkins' route tree 
or like his route, like the the routes that he ran throughout a course of a season with the Texans, his last year with the Texans, and then with the Cardinals, and with the Cardinals last year, like half, like he didn't even go downfield at all. It's literally like half of them are like, like like out routes, like five yard outs or like screens. So I feel like they're not utilizing him correctly, but once again, still really, really young team overall. And I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is still trying to figure it out. A lot of people, I expected them to be nice last year. Um, but, you know, what I saw was a team still trying to figure it out. So I feel like the 49ers, if they were have a chance to beat anybody in the division, both games this year would be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, like I said, week six by, and then uh, coming back to this one, I feel like this is the point where you look to see where you where Trey Lance would fit it if he isn't playing already. Uh, Kyle Shanahan didn't, you know, shut down the idea of him starting week one. Kyle Shanahan is not the type of guy to shut down anything. He's open to all possibilities. But um, week six, I feel like would be a good, you know, possible area to see uh, if Trey is ready to play. Um, depending on how Garoppolo is playing and depending on how the team is doing at that point, because I could see the 49ers being, let's see here, one and oh, two and oh, maybe two and one or three and oh, probably two. Uh, I say like, I say three and oh, three and one, four and one. I say like four and one, uh, they'll drop their game to Seattle. I say they beat the Packers and the Cardinals. So I say like four and one or three and two going into the bye. And then you come back week seven, another primetime game on Sunday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts. So you're going up against Carson Wentz and one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. DeForest Buckner returns to Levi Stadium since he was traded. So it should be a really, really interesting game. Um, I do feel like the 49ers can win this game. Um, but that it should be a really, really good game. So maybe, you know, it could be it could be could be four and two or could be five and one uh chicago bears that's a win i feel like justin fields might be playing at this point um especially because andy dalton is over him but once again i feel like this team it's just the defense is good uh they lost their top corner and kyle fuller they still do have khalil maxwell one of the best defensive players in all of football but that offense um i feel like the offense is just not there yet But it's slow. It's getting there. Um, Allen Robinson on the franchise tag was a good move. Uh, they have Tariq Cohen. I feel like this team can be good, but I just don't think that this team is a playoff team just yet. But I feel like the 49ers win in Chicago week eight. And that's on the road, by the way. And then week nine at home against Arizona. Once again, I think the 49ers sweep the Cardinals this year. Um. Same reason. Just don't think that they're, you know, they have it all together yet. Maybe this is the year that they put it all together, but I still think that they're still trying to figure it out because they have a lot of second year, third year guys. You know, a lot of first, second, and third year guys. They're a pretty young team. And then week 10, Monday Night Football, first time they get to see the Rams. Uh, this is the first time we're going to see Matthew Stafford against this uh, this defense and the new look uh, Los Angeles Rams. So you're going to be getting Brandon Ayuk versus Jalen Ramsey. You're going to be getting like, you're going to be getting Cooper Cup or Robert Woods versus Jason Verrett. Maybe Trey Lance versus, you know, Matt Stafford. That might be, might be a nice thing. Um, I do think the Niners split the series against the Rams this year because that defense is just top tier. And adding Matt Stafford, a better quarterback, to that already pretty solid offense brings them to another level. I feel like the 49ers split this year because they were able to sweep them the last two years. So I'm going to give the, four, uh, the Rams a little benefit of the doubt and give them a game. So I say the 49ers um, – 
I say they win this game. Uh, week 11 in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. I get it. Trey Lance might be playing at this point. I don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars really competing at this point. Jacksonville is still probably going to be picking in the lottery, the top 15 this next year. Actually, probably top 10. Um, but I think that the 49ers pull out this game pretty easily. Uh, Minnesota is an interesting one. You're going to be getting Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson. This is a rematch of the divisional, uh, the NFC divisional round last year. Or, sorry, excuse me, two years ago. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good game. But once again, I feel like the 49ers are all around that roster is built. This is if Trey Lance is playing. I assume Trey Lance plays after the bye week. Um, but I say Trey Lance is playing, win this game. And then week 13 against uh, Seattle, I say they drop it in Seattle. Uh, Cincinnati is a pretty solid one or pretty easy, um, pretty easy win. I feel like even with Jamar Chase, uh, week 15, Atlanta could be another trap game. Get to see Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley. Um, that defense is just not good. Uh, 49ers win that one. Tennessee Titans, pretty close game. I have to wrap this up. Tennessee Titans, uh, close game, maybe with that, you know, it's a pretty good game. I see the 49ers winning that one as well. That's that's a Thursday night football game um, on December 23rd. Houston Texans, absolute, uh, like automatic win. Deshaun Watson or not, that team is absolutely terrible. Um, Houston Texans, week 17 win. And then week 18 is wrapped up in SoFi Stadium against Los Angeles Rams. I think the 49ers dropped that one. Um, realistically, I see the 49ers going maybe like, 13 and 4, 13 or 13 and 4, 12 and 5. Um, but that basically wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I am looking forward to doing this a lot more during the football season. I only have like 15 or like 10 seconds left to record this. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with me. If you guys want to follow me on Twitch, follow me at twitch.tv slash bondog. I'll be streaming games on there. And hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Later.